Hello there. I'm James. I'm the pastor of the Freedom Moravian Church, and you're listening to The Essentials. This is a podcast where we talk about all things life and all things faith, and we celebrate the good news and the hope that we find through it all. For this episode, I wanted to offer a little bit of an update to you and share my experience last month at Grandma's Marathon, which is a marathon my brother and I went and ran in Duluth, Minnesota, and we had our wives there cheering us on as well. Now, Grandma's, it's an interesting name for a marathon. Apparently, there was a restaurant in Duluth called Grandma's that started this marathon many years ago, and it's continued under the same name, and it finishes right by that restaurant. And we were told that an actual grandma is at the finish line congratulating runners as they come by, but Joel and I apparently were so delirious after running 26 miles, we never noticed her after we crossed the finish line. But Grandma's was almost four weeks ago now. I'm starting to get back into a normal training cycle. It took some time off after the marathon, took some time for my legs to stop feeling like total garbage, and then kind of ramped things up slowly, just taking an easy approach before starting to attack the miles like I usually do in the summer. And as I've had, some time to reflect on how grandma's went, the more I realized how it truly was a race that was at least 20 years in the making. And I'm still kind of riding the high of how well things went. And I just wanted to share a little bit with you about my story, starting running, going through the ups and downs of it all to Uh, the marathon last month. Maybe a word of hope for those passions of yours that have maybe been a slow burn for you, that you love and enjoy and have seen so much life be, be brought out because of them. But maybe getting to that point where you feel like the results are something you're happy with is taking longer than you thought it would. So maybe this is a word of hope to you if you've been working on something for a long time and you're waiting for that breakthrough, I hope that my experience can give you the motivation you need to keep at it and to keep chipping away. So I fell in love with running way back in grade school and I got hooked on the sport because I went and watched my older brother Joel race when he was in junior high. He was in junior high cross country and track, and I'd go to his meets and cheer him on and loved the sport immediately. And following in Joel's footsteps set up kind of a tricky scenario of chasing the ghost of him because Joel was pretty fast throughout junior high, high school, and college, and he always had times that I was shooting for, but for the most part, never reached. He still has the record for the mile in sixth grade at our school. He has the two-mile record in high school. He was an All-American in college. He had the 4 by 800 meter relay record 
But thankfully, my friends and I were actually able to steal that one from him. But the other standards, most of the times and the records that Joel set were things that I had decided to chase and they were goals of mine that never quite happened. I never quite got there. I had success in my own ways. I placed at state in high school. We were state champs in the four by eight as a team and I had some good races in college, but always felt like I was kind of stuck in Joel's shadow. And while that was, you know, frustrating and disappointing, it wasn't a huge deal because Joel was a very good runner. So that was fair enough that I couldn't just automatically pass him up as his younger brother. But what frustrated me more was that it always felt like I was training so much better than I was showing in races, that I was in much better shape and couldn't just quite figure out how to race to get the times that I wanted. And as I went through high school and college and tried different events and never quite found the right fit for me, although I really enjoyed the steeplechase in college, which is just a terrific way to spend an early spring day in the Midwest. If it's 40 degrees outside and you're jumping into slash over a puddle of cold water. As I struggled to find the event that was right for me, I kind of knew in the back of my mind that the marathon was ultimately where I belong because I felt stronger the longer I was running. But when you're in high school and college, there isn't time to commit to a marathon. You just kind of have to save that for another day. And that was my plan. In grad school and seminary, I continued to run, but again, was pretty busy with school and couldn't commit to the serious training I felt I needed to dedicate to running a marathon. So I ran a couple half marathons. I kept my mileage in a decent spot, just enjoyed running to run. Finally, in 2019, I took a stab at my first marathon, but it wasn't really one that I trained for. I just kind of continued running as usual, put a marathon on the calendar and said, well, go figure it out, give it a shot and see how it feels. And it went okay. I ran 246, which I was fairly happy with for not having any clue how to run a marathon. But I knew that there were more attempts in my future. Then when 2020 hit, as many of us found ourselves with a little more time on our own, that was really when my training kickstarted and I had more time to run and poured that time alone into pounding the pavement and getting into really good shape. And my plan was to find a half marathon, run really well there, and then find a full marathon and give that another attempt. So I ran a half marathon in the fall of 2021. That was a PR and I felt pretty good about and had plans to run a marathon in the fall of 2022. But as the way things worked out, that one happened to get canceled. So I was stuck without a marathon and kind of 
wasted an entire training cycle and was frustrated with that. And then Joel recommended we try Grandma's Marathon, which happens in June of every year in Duluth. And I had heard about Grandma's before. My sister-in-law had run it a few years prior. And it was a pretty big marathon, but I had no clue how big it was. It's actually the 12th largest marathon in the United States. Almost 7,000 people ran the marathon there last month. So as we signed up, we signed up, I think, in December for the race in June and started getting my training program going and things were going very well. Got a couple good a 20 or 22 mile workout long runs in there and was feeling like I was in really great shape. As we got about a month away from the marathon, my knee started to give me a little discomfort. So I couldn't quite keep hammering away at those longer runs and just kind of maintained a level of fitness and said, this will be good enough. It's better than being hurt. So I stayed healthy and made it to the race day for grandmas. And now as Joel and I approached the race, I think we, in our kind of wilder dreams, were thinking we could break 230. That's 543-ish per mile. And that was kind of a benchmark for us that we'd be really happy if we managed to do that. And although that was our goal, and we knew that we could get through probably 15 or 16 miles at that pace and, and just kind of see how we feel on the day. That was our goal, but I think realistically, we would have been okay with something in the low 230s. I don't know if we really believed that we could run that fast. We just wanted to put ourselves in position to do it and then just see how well we could hang on. And as race day rolled around, Grandma's itself is an incredibly fast course. It has some rolling hills and it has kind of its own version of a heartbreak hill at mile 20 called the Lemon Drop, but it is a fast course. And we had an absolutely perfect day to run. It was in the high 50s when we started. There was either no wind or there was a slight tailwind pushing us into town. You start 26 miles out of the city and run into downtown Duluth. So we could not have had a better day to run. And Joel and I got together side by side at the start line and we ran in the same pack of guys who were trying to run 230 for about the first 20 miles. We were a hair faster than our goal for uh, the half marathon when we came through that split. So we knew we were in good position and we stayed right on that pace up until mile 20. And I eventually lost Joel as we went through a uh, water station. We just kind of disconnected and never uh, reconnected from there, but I was able to hang on and finish in 229.35, which, as I mentioned, if 230 was our wildest dream uh, to actually break that, 
is something I still don't know if I've quite wrapped my head around. Because as I mentioned before, I was used to having these huge goals, either shooting for Joel's times or shooting for certain places and races. And 99% of the time, I would leave those races feeling frustrated that I didn't get closer to where I wanted to be, that I was always falling short of my goals. And to actually not just hit a goal, but to pass it up was something I could not have been more thrilled with. And it truly was 20 years in the making of lacing up my shoes, having some success, being disappointed, doing it all over again, finding more races to run and more summers of sweating on country roads and in state parks, just committing so much time to it to finally feel like I ran the race was just amazing. As I thought about the impact that Joel has had on me through all of it, not just starting my obsession with running when I was just a little kid, but how I so enjoyed being on the same team as him, both in high school and in college, of the two of us running countless miles in the summer together when we worked at the DQ, and then we'd go run at Pottawatomie or uh, Whitefish Bay Dunes State Park. We have been side by side for thousands of miles. And to get to do this marathon with him was just such a fitting way to hit that goal with him right there too. He ran 231, but he was still thrilled with his run as well. But not only would I have not, or maybe I would have, I'm not sure, but who knows if I would have started running without Joel at the very beginning. And for Grandma's Marathon, I can pretty much guarantee that I would not have run as fast as I did without having Joel in that race. Because as Joel was always the time to shoot for, the person to chase, with him being in the race by my side, I was content to be near and around him for the first you know, at least 16, 17 miles. Because if I was in that area and if I was hitting my times, I'm doing everything that James, the runner, has wanted to do for so, so long. And I didn't freak out when I felt really good in the beginning, but resisted the temptation to go quicker than I should have been going. Because it is incredibly easy to tell yourself how smooth you feel, how good your legs feel early in that marathon. But to run that pace in mile five and then to run it in mile 22 or 23 are incredibly different things. So having Joel there kind of as an anchor told me I was where I needed to be. And it kept me from going too hard too soon. I think without Joel there reassuring me and giving me confidence that we were where we needed to be, I probably would have listened to that voice that said, James, your legs feel pretty good. Why don't you get after it here in the seventh mile? And 
I would have paid the price at the end of the race. And it just goes to show how different this race was than any others that I had been in because from the 10K to the finish line, they have all these stats for you in your results page online. But from 10K to the finish, so for the last 20-ish miles of the race, I passed over 200 people. And for my running career, almost as a whole, I was used to getting out slightly too hard and slowly being reeled in by the people around me. So to be picking up bodies as the race went on was a totally different experience for me. And as I am kind of still in shock of how well things went, I am also so grateful for the example and the model set by Joel and the other people that I have spent time running with. Because of their influence, I would run on days when I didn't really want to run. I would work harder than I would have on my own. I've made connections through running that have been lifelong friends. So I'm so, so grateful that Joel was that influence on me and gave me the gift of running in my life because it is still a staple of every single day. I need to get out and go on a run. It keeps me in shape. It gives me something to shoot for. It has offered so much to my life. And I'm very glad someone taught me that space and that activity of running. So it's a word of praise that maybe you can think of in your life for the people who've set an example for you, who've passed on a hobby or an interest that you've kind of taken on your own and really made a part of your life. Just to pause and think of how drastically your life has changed because someone was able to share their gift and their passion with you and how you were able to take it, make it your own, and run with it, and how your life is, in many ways, it is what it is today because someone shared that gift with you. But also for grandmas, it really was a long, long time coming for me to have a race like that, to have a race where I crossed the finish line and truly believed that I gave every single ounce I had. I could not imagine that going any better than it did. It took years of trial and error. It took years of running on days when my motivation was a little bit low or the weather was a little bit crummy. But through all of those experiences, I was finally able to have the race, the race that I will look back on and be so proud of, hopefully not the last one, but one that for now is something that motivates me even more to find another marathon, Boston 2024, and to keep training 
and to keep getting the most out of my legs while I can. So for you, I wonder if there's something in your life that has been a slow burn for you, a passion, an interest, or a hobby that you've been chipping away at for a long time, a skill that you've been developing for years and years, and it's probably brought you great joy, at times great frustration, and maybe you're still seeking that moment or that result that has been eluding you or just hasn't been able to fall into place. And my word of encouragement for you would be to keep going. If it's something that you love, if it's something that gives you joy and you're feeling like you're right on the edge but just haven't gotten over the hump, keep at it. Keep working at it. Keep finding ways to make it a part of your life and a part of your day because that end result is out there for you to reach. It's out there for you to grab and experience. And when you do, you will be just overjoyed that you stuck with it. You kept plugging away. And when you finally get to that moment, and then you look back on the journey that you went through to get there, it just makes it all the more worth it to celebrate the success that you have. So again, if it's something that you love and enjoy, if it's something that brings life to you, even if you haven't quite found the moment or the place that you're shooting for, don't give up. Keep working, keep chipping away, and you will have your own grandma's marathon that sees all of that hard work pay off. So thank you to listening to another episode. Thank you for listening to another episode, I should say. Be well. I'll catch you next time.